Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Schiphol. And that is Steve Jones. And uh, today on the podcast, we have the first in what I believe at this point right now to be a four-part series of uh, episodes featuring interviews with artists uh, that performed at Guitar Fish Festival in Truckee, California. So... Uh, it's really exciting. I mean, you've you've been to Truckee, Jens, I imagine you've been. I have. I have been to that uh, part of, I guess I could say Tahoe. Um, Truckee's fun. It's uh, surprisingly close to Reno. I mean, I've been there a few times, but I've I've never really thought of it being you know so close to uh, being in another state. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, cute little sort of back town. Nice little old town piece of it. Yeah. Uh, beautiful river that flows right through it. The Yuba River, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, train. So it was it was a lot of fun and I'll I'll bring a bunch of stories from the festival over the the coming weeks uh, that uh, that we talk about guitar fish and have have artists on. So let's since we're at the beginning of this uh, four chapter series, let's kind of lay out who we're going to have on the podcast over the coming weeks, and uh, and then we'll move forward with my story as it progresses uh, through the uh, uh, through the weekend. That uh, was an awesome weekend. I got to uh, go up with my girlfriend Tracy and uh, and just have a great time and camp and uh, and go down to the river and we'll talk about all that. Um, and but. The, the bands that we're going to be featuring, this episode is going to feature an interview with Midtown Social, uh, based out of San Francisco, and, uh, and they were a lot of fun, uh, put on a really fun performance, we'll, we'll get to them in, uh, in a few minutes. Uh, next episode is going to feature Con Brio, which, um, yeah. yeah, oh gosh, love their energy and such a great, amazing, incredible band that should be worlds bigger than they, they are right now. I mean... I, are off the charts. Yeah, they are great. And we've uh, talked about them before, right? We've interviewed yep. them. Yep. Um, how long ago was that? I'm trying to figure that out now. Is that a year or like two years ago? Two years ago, I think, at this point, um, that we had Conbrio on last. Uh, so it's it's been a couple years. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, they'll be on next week's episode. Um, and then uh, Steve Poltz, which was... Uh, really cool. I mean, that was one of the, in, in the interview I was really looking forward to the most out of all of them, just because he seems like such a, an out there guy, but so, uh, energetic and, um, passionate about his music and, and, and that you'd have like a million stories from his, his years in music. And then, uh, wind it out with Dino Hunter, uh, who, uh, who was the last interview that we did at, uh, uh, Guitar Fish. So, um, so want to start out by thanking uh, Corinne Khan, um, who helped set up the uh, all of these interviews. Well, she I mean she helped set up the the uh, Steve Holtz Steve Poltz interview. I said Steve Holtz because uh, Steve Holt is a character in Arrested Development. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're getting your people messed up. Well, uh, let me tell you about the movie I saw last night with my wife and the neighbors. I couldn't keep anybody straight. Oh yeah, well, like I had no idea this? what was going on. What was the movie? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to ruin your train of thought there, but uh, we went and saw Mission Impossible. Oh, is it out? Yeah. Oh, okay. It came out last Friday, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. And I could, I said, there's like, there are too many characters with similar names, and I think one pretends to be another, so there's like a third person in there. 
and it's like, uh, you know, there are masks involved and people pretend to be other people. And it's like, I felt like somebody like if you go to a if you go to the opera or something you get like the cheat the cheat sheet that you know tells you a little bit about the story you're gonna see yeah and keeps it kind of straight for you and I wish this was like that too it's like okay these are the different characters these are what they're called and these are who they impersonate or you know pretend to be when they're meeting somebody who's never met them and uh, I don't know the, the 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 film was great it was just confusing. That sounds too complex for a Mission Impossible movie, if you ask me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't just me. I asked around. You know, I was like, did you understand what was going on? You did. And no <laughs> like, one, who was Holt or Hunter? You, you, you took a poll in the, in the audience. You're like... Yeah, yeah. I started walking around like, did you understand? <laughs> Catch me up here. I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> I know. What's going on? Can somebody just pause this film? <laughs> yeah. Rewind it a minute because I just missed what just happened, so... <laughs> yeah. anyway whatever uh, i'm sidetracking you continue it's okay yeah so uh so trucky uh we dropped off the kids um on the way uh, up there um we also um uh had to pick up a camera that i was borrowing to take pictures and um and then we went to um, you know, we went up to the festival and we, uh, we got in, we got our wristbands. We had to stop at a bunch of different stations. We stopped at kind of a midway point and tried to figure out w- whether we were camping in general admission or in a specific section. They directed us to uh, a section uh, of the campground. Uh, so we kind of weaved our way over there. Certain, you know, some people didn't know who were volunteers, didn't really know where uh, stuff was. Uh, at, uh, in, you know, even though they directed us, they, they were directing us kind of in the wrong direction at first, but it's okay. We got to the spot where we were told uh, was ours to stay at, and we went up there, and there was a, a camper in the spot, and we're like, okay. Um, and so we we were told two spot numbers, though, which was interesting. I don't know why we were told two spot numbers. And so we go over to the second one, and there's no one there, but then there's a chair in kind of, maybe blocking off the uh the area from someone taking the parking spot so there were three ladies that were um sunbathing and uh and doing giving themselves like facials with cucumbers on on their eyes and everything very nice okay and and so uh so tracy hops out of the car and is talking to them while i'm you know moving the car or whatever and uh and they uh one of the ladies you know, we, I mean, we were like, okay, is that that spot taken? Because we were told these numbers, and they're like, are you with the media? And she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, are you? Uh, and then she asked, um, and she mentioned concert pipeline or something. And she's like, uh, do, uh, do you have Steve Jones with you? Uh, one, one of them, and uh, and, <laughs> and it happened to be Corinne who had set this whole thing up, you know, uh, for uh, for us. So. Um, and uh, and actually, well, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, and you talked to Corinne for half a second when you were FaceTiming with Tracy. Actually, she was the one who you were, you know, uh, Tracy turned around and was like, hey, "This is yeah, and Steve, Steve's co-host on the podcast, and uh, and, uh, oh, and all that cool. that we were, we were walking with." So, um, so yeah, yeah, I understood. So it's like you had a little welcoming committee, a little of. bit, and and, <laughs> and so we didn't have an actual spot, which is fine because we didn't have an RV hookup, but we did. Right. Um, so we just, she just said we can just find a spot to park my car right over there, uh, you know, across the, the way, and we just had a tent, so we set up the tent and uh, and then hung out a little bit, uh, had some uh, some drinks, and um, went and checked out the the lake 
I say lake, but what I meant was river, and <laughs> uh, we checked out the river a little bit, uh, and uh, and went down to uh, to check out um, and do the interview with Midtown Social. They uh, said we could just do the interview at their campsite that they were staying at, um, so we went over to their campsite and uh, uh, and chatted with the group. Uh, they, I mean, they're they're pretty committed to their music. I mean, they their group. I mean, they. T- I heard him mention uh, multiple times just how close they are, and they're closer than you know, to each other than like significant significant others or what have you. So wow. Uh, so it was a pretty good uh, rapport, and we saw them, you know, a couple times throughout the uh, throughout the weekend as well, and say hey to them, and they were really cool and gracious, and um, and put on a really fun performance. Cool. Fun, 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 fun. So this was, um, trying to remember where there's a campground in the Truckee area. Is that near like the park there or where is that? I don't know. It's like, it's, it's called Cisco campgrounds or something. And it's, bef- it's before you actually hit Truckee. Uh, so, but they, I think they call it Truckee. Um, like uh, closer to Donner Lake. Maybe it was a lake you jumped in. Uh, it was, let me see. Where is this? It's on the 80. Um, near Tahoe National Forest, kind of a little bit, yeah. Um, not too far from Lake Valley Reservoir. I don't know any other. I'm I'm trying to see some like landmarks or something, but um, Turtle Lake isn't too far away. So anyway, uh, anyway, it's, so, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean that's that kind of makes sense yeah. if it's not like right next to if it isn't you know near downtown. It's not like Turkey's very big or something like that. Right. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. But it was. But the campground was right next to the river. It was. Yeah. Exactly. So we just could walk over to the river, um, and uh, and get in. And oh, the water was was amazing. I mean, it was a cool. There were the cool little waterfalls. You have to walk through some jagged rocks, kind of to you know to get there. Not anything that's going to impale you or anything like like that. But just you know not not uh-huh. flat sturdy ground you have to maneuver your way uh over there and there were a lot of people there um at certain points at the river I, um it was you know not insanely crowded but but there were there were some you know a good amount of people there and apparently clothing optional um because we, oh interesting yeah were you guys prepared for that i mean uh i don't know if you can prepare yourself for the people who went optional in clothing <laughs> I would say, generally, not tens. Uh, let's let's say that. Uh, not tens. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, um, you know, did, did uh, the environment encourage you to participate in the whole no clothes thing? No, no, it didn't. I didn't feel the need to to keep up with anybody uh, <laughs> shedding layers. Uh, as uh, you know, again, we're talking some elderly, out of shape folk. Uh, lady who, when she bent over, I was worried about her boobs hitting the ground, you know, uh, like, like, I mean, really big saggy ones. Like it's like not exciting. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, that just reminds me of the time that, uh, oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know if I told you the story, but I might have. You might've said it it on the phone about hot springs. Yeah. It sounds like even something yeah that i would say on the podcast um <laughs> this was a while ago at uh at a um 
at Hot Springs, uh, Hot Springs Resort, not too far away. Um, Did you get stung, Jens? No. Oh, okay. This was before uh, <laughs> it became, you know, easy to get, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so this was Wilbur Hot Springs, and uh, so there's a, a little, uh, you know, obviously like hot little hot tubs you can jump into, or I should say, I shouldn't say little hot tubs, but there's a, there are hot pools you can, uh, you can relax in. And then there's a, a warm, um, swimming pool, like place with, um, you know, nice, nice warm water. And anyway, so I was, I was walking along this, uh, pool and uh, I was just going to hop up some steps to get into, you know, one of the warmer tubs. And I was, I couldn't really hurry along like I wanted to, because there was this, you know, elderly guy in front of me. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, I was just waiting for him to, you know, kind of move along. And he just all of a sudden stops. He's going in the same direction I'm, I am. So I'm looking at him from the back, right? This is very important to know. <laughs> this is a very important okay. story. I am following him, and he's going in the same direction. Eyes uh, up here, Jens. Like, Eyes up here, yeah. I, okay, you're right, exactly. I know, because I'm like so wanting to know what he looks like. And... Um, and uh, I'm not expecting anything, but all of a sudden he stops. And it, w- it wasn't like I was right next to him, but I felt like maybe because of my long legs, I, you know, it just seemed like, oh, my God, oh, in your face. Oh, he, I don't think you told stops. me this story because, oh, God. I, okay, so he stops, elderly guy, right? I mean, we're talking like 85, 90, I don't know, I mean, old he, I mean, he's not wearing anything, but for some reason he bends over like he dropped something, right? So he bends all the way over and tries to pick something up that he sees. So I'm looking at everything he's got, right? Not wanting to intentionally. It's just right there in front of me. Uh, so I'm looking at his, like, his butt, his balls, like, and they were droopy, dude. Like they went way down halfway to his knees, I mean, they must have been, like, half a foot long. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> and there are things you cannot unsee in the world. Like you. So I thought, I mean, this is, I mean, thank you for sharing the story. But oh, I, uh, yeah. I, I tell you that the direction I thought this was going is not where it went. You're like, I was walking behind <laughs> this guy, you know, who's naked. I also am naked, and uh, and he, he comes to a full and complete stop. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no! I didn't like bump into him. Facing out, I didn't like knock him over. There wasn't Ma- any like contact. Made some all... contact. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just visual trauma. Uh-huh. Just visual, like no. Uh-huh. I... Oh yeah. Well, someday I'm hoping before I die, someday the technology will come out where you can just wipe out individual memories, and that's going to be one of, one of the top five. Yeah. That I'm going to get rid of, like delete that visual. Delete, delete. What? But what? It, it has not haunted me in my dreams, so I, I want to be thankful for that, even though it was traumatizing. One day we will explore the uh, the top five. <laughs> Yen's uh, top five memories he wants to get rid of, so we have it for posterity's <laughs> sake. So, <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to what you were saying. So I know what you're talking about when it comes to okay, clothing optional. Yes. Can't glorify it because yep. you've got all sorts of different, um, you know, yeah. people. Yep. Old Nick, there's an old naked man hanging. You know, there's like, yeah, and, like, and, that, and plus and, there's a special like naked crowd. And the, the thing is, is like I don't get it because there's 
there's kids around too. There's a lot of kids at this festival. It's kids, you know, kid, very kid friendly festival. I mean, I'll mm. tell you, I'm glad I didn't take my kids because I would have to be on the whole time, and it was not that sort of weekend, you know, for uh, for us. I mean, I would, you know, happy to be kid kid free that weekend. Um, there's times I'd, I'd like to take them to do that something like that as well. I want to take them camping sometime this summer, and freaking maybe this weekend I'll take them camping. But, um, but yeah, I mean, lots of people brought their kids, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't need to shelter them necessarily from that sort of thing. But I wouldn't, you know, be, be the person to shed my clothes with a bunch of twelve-year-olds, you know, hanging around or anything like that. You know, like right. It's just doesn't seem like the most appropriate locale for that sort of thing. Maybe we keep our clothes on here, you know? Right. I know. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, the kinds of things that kids are going to say when they get back home, you know, it's like, hey, how was the show? Did you listen to some fun music? Oh, I saw this old lady's big titties. Ha, 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 ha. You know? <laughs> right. Yes. Like, Okay, let's reevaluate your parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, naked people. Naked never people. a dull moment. Never, never. So, never. Yeah. So that's my story for this episode from uh, Guitarfish of of the the way up. Again, there will be more stories in the podcast to come um, uh, that are equally as entertaining. So, um, Jens, you. I want to hit this on this episode uh, because we have a little extra time, but you uh, have a trip coming up. This is a rare thing for you to have a uh, vacation uh, and a uh, cruise at that, so do tell. Yeah, so uh, I don't take time off very often no. because I just I kind of just hoard my time, uh, but I do have three-day weekends, so you know I can do like little local stuff, which is fun. Um, or even, you know, hop on a plane to Seattle or something, um, visit my dad, but, uh, but yeah, I'm taking, I think it's almost, or is three weeks off. Wow. Yeah. And that's in, uh, we're leaving in two weeks. So Sunday in two weeks, we're going to hop on a plane and go, uh, on a Baltic sea cruise. So we're, uh, it departs from. Denmark. Um, so we leave out of Copenhagen and then, um, it's a nine day thing and we just visit a couple different cities, uh, and do this sort of big loop in the sea. Um, one of the most, or the most exciting stop for me is, uh, going to be St. Petersburg. So we're going to be in St. Petersburg for two days. Uh, never been in Russia before. Super excited. Wow. Um, and yeah, I don't even know what there was, say about it i mean one i've i've been on a cruise before we talked yeah. about my alaska cruise yes previous like two weeks ago <laughs> feels like, two weeks, was ago, like anyway. two weeks ago yeah. <laughs> and that was last um that was almost a year ago that was i think in end of may or something last year oh wow and um that was a seven-day cruise and that's when i finally understood you know why anybody would want to take a cruise yeah. like there's something really really cool about it you know if you like if you like the idea of a moving, you know, being in a moving hotel, you know, that stops at a, at a, at a different city and different country every day, then it's pretty awesome. You don't have to worry about commuting. Yeah. You know, you've always got the same hotel room. There are tons of restaurants. There's lots of entertainment. Lots of drinks. And, yeah. 
stuff and it's it's like this is a big boat i mean it's got 4500 people that's, on this boat that's a big one yeah it's a big one so it's about twice as big as the one we were on uh going to alaska so um yeah so the cruise is the big part uh, we're also going to be in, in germany for a few days visiting my family uh they are close to hamburg and then we're going to be in poland for a week um at the end of our towards the end of our trip um I've been to Poland once in my life. It was a long time ago. Uh, had an awesome time, and um, I've always wanted to go back. So we're gonna check it out, check out some of the history. And uh, so I hadn't heard about this trip. Like. I hadn't heard about this trip. I don't think so. Uh, although it is hard for me to keep them all straight. Uh, to, to be honest, <laughs> I think I, I think I mentioned it like a while ago before all yeah. the details were in place. Yeah. Uh, because my wife plans this stuff, and then she always changes her mind so uh, yeah we never really know where we're going until you know the uh until we start you know paying for stuff and then i'm like okay so we're definitely taking this flight and we're definitely going to this city <laughs> you know i think she's made up her mind on this all right so she's not going to change that and, and, and so the, fam- yeah. the family that you're going to see is this family that you keep in touch with or how did you find you know find this this family you've met them before yeah, yeah. I uh, partially grew up with them. They're all um, they're all related to my mom's side of the family. So her sisters, her sister had four kids. You know, those are my cousins, and they have now had kids. And one of them just had a kid. So I'm like a great uncle. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which is really funny. I'm like. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> or a grand uncle or a great uncle? Oh, whatever. So, um, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they aren't the most high-tech people, but they were able to get it together a few years ago, and we all um, do WhatsApp. So, uh, WhatsApp is huge outside of the U.S., and um, uh, so we just, you know, we WhatsApp each other, so... Yeah, but I don't see them very often. I mean, probably every four four years or something like that. I mean, that's still pretty frequent uh, for them living on the other side yeah. of the world. I mean, like, it's... Uh, that's true. Yeah. I Because yeah. I yeah. have family just on the other side of the country. I mean, most of my family's on the other uh-huh. side of the country, and I haven't... You know, I just saw them this past year, and I haven't seen... Before mm-hmm. that, I was 14 when I saw them, so <laughs> saw them last. Wow, well, that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't... You know, the hardest thing, really, is getting the time away you know the hardest time is getting time off of work so you can go and see them oh yeah no um yeah you you know you can always save money and you guys find a cheap flight and stuff like that but it's just when you fly that far away you have to deal with the jet lag and you have to deal with everyone's schedules and you know it's, it's kind of hard to see everyone so now that you know when everybody has kids i guess you know summer is a good time because there's often breaks from school and people are flexible yeah yeah, well, you're absolutely right. Um, you do hoard your time and save it up for vacations uh, because I don't think in all the years that we've been friends and, you know, doing even doing concerts or anything like that, I've ever been able to get you to take one hour away from, uh, <laughs> for, uh, from, from work. Star Wars. I think I took an hour off uh, when Did we went to go see Star Wars together. Okay, well, that, that would be the exception, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when I got there so late that we had to sit in the front row way off to the right 
So you're you're right. In in about ten years, it's it's been one hour. Good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, at least one. Prove my point. Uh, <laughs> so, well, that's that's exciting. Obviously, we'll we'll get to hear more about that as uh, uh, progresses and uh, after the fact. So, um, might have to uh, have some yens free episodes. Maybe one or two. We'll see. We'll see what transpires. But, but yeah, yeah. We'll have to see how the internet is too. Um, so it'll be nine hours ahead. Uh, let's see. We are, we are staying at Airbnbs in, um, in Poland, which was a great way to go because there are a lot, there are a lot of them and they're a lot cheaper than the hotels and they're like, you can get them right in, you know, the hot spots where all the cool stuff is happening. Yeah. So I'll have to take a look at, you know, what the internet connections are like and, We'll see. Yeah, see it's actually, it's hard to get you away when you're on a trip too. I mean, we've tried we've tried that and we've tried that. It it's tough. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't worked out, and that's and that's fine. I mean, you're on vacation. You know, this is not a high priority. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't blame you. So it's like, oh, uh, I've got to do a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's a podcast? No, yeah, no, no, that's fine. If we make it work, great. But uh, anyway. but otherwise, we'll hear all about it afterwards. So. Well, good stuff. Well, let's let's go ahead and bring Midtown Social in. Uh, before we do, I want to play a song from their set and really get the, uh, you know, really get the vibes going because this is a high energy band. They have uh, bring a lot, a lot of uh, soul and funk to the table, and uh, and it's uh, it really was an enjoyable performance. So uh, we're gonna uh, start it out with playing a song from their set at Guitarfish. This is a song called Solid Ground. Here it is. Yeah. 
You don't want either of those. Yeah. Yeah. We're here with Midtown Social. You guys want to go around and introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Aaron uh, Joseph. Adam Rubinger. Rory Matthews. RJ. Uh, My name is Key. All right. And so you guys got into the festival today, right? How was uh, the trip? We did. It was awesome. We kind of all kind of came in in little groups, but like some of our members are setting up their tent right now. (laughs) So yeah, it was a good, a good drive in. You guys going to be staying all weekend? Mostly. Yeah. Most of us. Yeah. Until Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, has this, is this the first time you guys have played uh, guitar fish? It's not. No, we played it two years ago and fell in love with the vibe and the people and, um, this is definitely like a musician's festival for sure. Yeah. 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 And so how was the performance two years ago? Like, what do you, you, you know what to expect now, right? Oh, yeah. We, we definitely know. Yeah, it was hot last year. Yeah. Last year we performed early in the day. Um, and now we have like a really cool, um, both like in vibe and temperature <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, evening spot. Like we start at 730 tonight. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. Should be a good show. Are, are there other bands you're looking forward to seeing here? Well, we're super excited to see Cumbria. They're going on right after us. They're um, mm-hmm. Bay Area band too. Yeah. So we've been yeah. we've been hanging with those cats for years. So we yeah, saw a D- nice Idea Team out. right now too, yeah, right? Tearing up the stage yeah. from SAC. Um, it's a joy time, right? Yeah. 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 Orgone, uh, Afrolicious is going to be here. Yeah, they played last yeah. night this afternoon. The homies. Yeah. 
So even though we're not going to be able to see them, we'll get to hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about, right? Getting together with your friends and yes, having a good it time. Is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys were did some recording back in March, huh? We did. Yeah. yeah we're still in the process of uh, finishing up the next album, but we're hoping to be dropping some new tunes this fall. Um, and so your your last album was just self-titled album that you put yes. out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me uh, about how that came about, the the process you put into that. Well, you know, for our first like full-length album, we wanted something to be kind of raw and just, you know, originally authentically us. So we actually did a pretty live album. It's all analog, um, recorded a tiny telephone and. Um, yeah, I mean, we recorded it like 10 days and just kind of like, it was our first time recording analog, obviously. Yeah. So kind of learning the ropes of how that works, which is a feat unto itself, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And uh, and this time around, we're kind of going a different route and we're, we're doing more of, um, we're like taking our time and really, you know, feeling every little last thing. So it's a completely, completely different approach. <laughs> and so what was the idea behind going analog? Uh, Aaron had mentioned we were we were just looking to capture a raw version of us, and at that point we were playing a lot of live shows and uh, just really kind of vibing on what we were doing. So going in and, and hoping to catch that old school warmth of tape with more of the approach of everybody playing the songs top to bottom and, and getting those in takes and kind of experiencing it that way versus going in and tracking and doing a ton of overdubs and stuff like that was kind of the, the idea behind all that. And so uh, Jamie Riotto produced the album, right? Yes. Yeah, he, he engineered it and then we and we produced it. And, and so tell me about working with him. What did, what did he bring to the table? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of very valid opinions. Yeah. And also, like, the best thing, because, you know, we went in, we were very ambitious. We had, I think, 15 songs we wanted to record. And, you know, in 10 days, that's, like, it, that's a really big deal yeah. to, to do from top to bottom. And he was really good at keeping us on schedule and on track. And, like, you know, yeah, it would be great to, like, go back and fix that. But we... We don't have the time. So he was really good at um, kind of um, directing our energy. So, yeah. I also don't think there's many people who uh, really understand the art form of oh, right. analog recording like he does. Like mm-hmm. when he when he does all the mixing, it's like he runs across the whole board and it's, it's pretty wild. amazing to watch. There's not very many people who really like have that expertise. So Yeah. Do you think you'll go back to analog at any point? Or you, it's a, well, you know, we did it. And... Maybe you never know. Yeah, because you know, it was like a new thing for us to do, and and uh, it was a good thing that we did. And now we're recording our new album, and it's a studio album, and uh, we're really excited to have that space to kind of like create and create lots of layers and do all kinds of things. So, you know, analog's always going to be there for us. Yeah, we might go back, but Tiny Telephone was really sweet to us, so we appreciated our time there. Yeah, and analog is one of those things where doing or taking the process from top to bottom is really helpful to better understand how you can then utilize those ideas and a lot of those techniques as tools inside of digital recording and what works and what really doesn't and for what you're trying to do at that particular moment, so. I don't know, did we also talk about that we're recording it at Zoo Labs? Did we go over that? Yeah. Oh, the old Adam, yeah. 
Sarah. Hi, I'm hey, Sarah. Sarah. Thanks Came for in joining a little us. bit late. It's yeah. okay. I'm Steve. Nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so tell me about the, the differences. I mean, uh, your t- 2014 album, uh, Down on Six, that was uh, not analog, right? So it's not analog. <laughs> no. That was at uh, Fantasy Studios, um, which was also a pleasure to work yeah. at. Yeah. Um, and would love love to go back. Um, but uh, but yeah, we, we uh, last year we uh, joined Zoo Labs Community, uh, which is a new art incubator in Oakland. Um, and they've already um, worked with over a thousand artists from around the world. And they bring in um, people to really help them understand their business model, their brand, their sound, um, kind of the inner workings of the project to push um, the artist uh, from within to achieve what whatever's next for them, yeah. um, and uh, it's been it's been quite a privilege to have this this opportunity to uh, to work with all of their um, incredible artists that they bring in, but also have a state of the art facility to you. How realize. did how did the opportunity come about? Um, you know, uh, I was hanging out at um, a. Uh, show. I think I, we were watching Alligator Spacewalk perform um, at their CD release album release party, and uh, Greg from NVO, um, who's also a part of the community, was like, "You know, have you heard about Zoo Labs? So this phenomenal new like art incubator. You guys would be perfect." Um, and like the very next day, I go on and I start filling out the application, and then I I spend like probably two or three hours like trying to fill in all of the answers because it's pretty intense, like the things that they want. And I realized that the application was extremely long. I'm like, this this is going to take like another five or six hours at least, mm-hmm. and the deadline's tomorrow. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll try it again next year, and. I get an email, because like, I'd already spent God knows how many hours on it, and I got an email from the coordinator at Zoo Labs being like, I see that you started filling out this application, and uh, we would really love you to apply, so we're going to give you an extra week. <laughs> so, um, so we got everything together, and uh, yeah, and got in. Pressure. Like, don't give us actual time to do it. If it's due tomorrow, Let's we got do it. it. I mean, I imagine it's got to be pretty hard to kind of get, get everybody together on short notice, though, right? Yeah, we're together all the time, though. Yeah. We spend more time with each other than we do with our partners, so yeah. this is a family. Uh, yeah, and so tell me how the family formed. About, I guess, about seven, eight years ago. Um, Aaron and RJ started hanging out at Faultline Studio in San Francisco, um, and uh, which was a really awesome space, and that's where they met Key. Um, and then the rest of us kind of joined just kind of one by one. I met them on Craigslist. Oh, yeah? Um, good old Craigslist. And you were looking or they were looking? <laughs> we were both looking. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, nice. We both swiped right. Yeah. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yeah, but we've been yeah we've been together for a while. <laughs> but it with uh, Faultline Studios, which is unfortunately no longer in existence. Uh, we all and the majority like the, this um, team met all through other bands, and then um, most everyone else we brought in through friends and. Um, 
just knowing people on the scene besides this one, he like lucked out. Um, but yeah, it's just been, um, I guess the rest is history. As well, say. we met <laughs> Teddy on Craigslist too, right? Yeah. So we met Teddy on Craigslist and then Teddy, who is, who, uh, is our former saxophone player, um, went to school with Rory, who is our guitar player, and we were in need of a guitar player at the time, and then he was like, oh, I know this guy. And then we were like, yes. And that happened. Uh, So, I mean, Craigslist has been good to us. Bringing you guys together. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so when you when you make a set, you you um, I've read that you take uh, beats permitted into consideration even in your your set, right? Yes, we do. T- tell me about that. Well, you know, there's a lot of different approaches people can take to um, the organization of a set, and for us, it you know to have that ebb and flow, that give and take of energy and ups and downs is is really important. And to know that you know you can have a set where it's like you're dancing your ass off the whole time. Um, but it's also, it's good for the, the musicians and the audience to have those, you know, little bits of lulls and like ups and downs to, to not only, you know, get a breath, but to think and kind of contemplate and feel um, uh, and go through those different levels of emotion with you. So um, it's very organized in that way, taking, you know, um, that flow, that ebb and flow into consideration. And so, uh, with a festival like this, um, I mean, do you guys do Joshua Tree also, or? Not yet. Not, not, yet. not yet. No, not But yet. shout out to Joshua Tree. <laughs> We're coming for you. We are coming <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, it's, it's fun just to get out. It's fun to be out in nature, right? I mean, this is really cool. I haven't been to a festival like this before, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. This is definitely one of the best. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, tell me uh, about what you guys uh, got coming up. Are you uh, going to go out on the road soon as well? Or? Oh yeah, we're busy. We're we're busy. Uh, yeah, we're we're in the middle of a little bit of uh, a summer summer tour, if you will, where we've got a lot of shows coming up over the next uh, couple months. And in the middle of that, we're recording a new album and and trying to get some releases coming up and. Uh, got more music festivals and some other really great things like that lined up so we're just really excited to be able to to share music with people all over the west coast yeah where's your favorite place to play <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna say San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Give a shout out because you know what? There's nothing better in my mind than playing for that hometown. Crowd. Yeah. It, just the energy and the love and the the mutual admiration that we yeah. have for them coming out and supporting us. Um, it's it's real. It's pretty amazing. It's really great. My two favorite places right now in in the Bay are. Uh, the Independent and Cornerstone. Right. I love both of those spots. And another another Planet Entertainment does a lot of really amazing things to support uh, local music, and they also do a lot of really great uh, large-scale shows. So it's cool to, to be part of that community. And then the folks over at Cornerstone do an incredible job of also supporting local music and, and doing their best to create some really cool things in Berkeley as well. I went there for the first time this past week, actually. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah really great, great space. It was really cool. Yeah, good show. Uh, I, I saw Juliet and the Licks. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, really? It's like the level of community Yeah? Yeah. That's cool, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a cool show. So. Yeah, it's a really great space. Yeah, and so as we wrap, what else do you like to do out here when you come out to uh, to Guitar Fish Festival? 
Uh, I mean, besides hanging with the homies, um, you know, the river is like a killer spot. Um, jump in, especially like in the afternoon when it's blazing hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else? The do river. Do some yoga tomorrow. Yeah. Some, some, some sound meditation. <laughs> That's definitely happening. River, even though river. River sucks. Um, Whatever. I, I, I think, um, like, as you, as you can see and hear, it's really, it's really the community at this festival that, that's incredible. Brent Dana does an, an, just an amazing job at curating a space that is an, a beautiful music festival, but even more importantly, the people you get to hang with here are just next level. Like, this beautiful person that just walked up, Nora yeah. and Polly. That's right. Great, great people. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, well, um, awesome. That was the interview with Midtown Social here on Concert Pipeline. Thank you to those folks uh, for doing the interview. We just, uh, we sat around their uh, their camp area, chatted for a while, uh, got to, you know, hear about uh, the festival and just how, uh, the, and their experience with it and Talk about just how much fun it was to be in the outdoors, Jens. Yeah. Yes. When was the last time you went camping, like in a tent? Uh, you mean like in a tent that I had to put up or a tent that was already there when I got there? Let's say in a tent that you had to put up. Oh, dude, we're going back. Uh, oh, not too far, actually. We're going probably back about two years. Uh, Lake Tahoe, Camp Richardson. Nice. And how was that experience for you? Uh, pretty easy. I've got one of these, you know, two people dome tents. Yeah. Um, they're easy to put up. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is I forget the little stakes that you're supposed to put in there, but because it's they come in like an extra pouch. Uh-huh. Sometimes I, you know, didn't put them in the bag. The tent is in with the poles, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know. What about you? Do you do you have some back breaking thing you had to erect or what? It no, it's it wasn't. It's not too hard. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly decent sized um, tent, uh, so it can. I mean, I've I've camped out front in the front yard with the kids a couple of times. You know, small handful of times with the tent. Just put it up and uh, and we go out and. You know, if we need to come in in the middle of the night or whatever, we can. You know, no, no sweat there, but um, go outside, have a little bonfire um, in front of the house, and roast some marshmallows, that sort of thing. So it's. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I've taken, ever taken them both camping together, is the thing. And I think they're at that age where it'd be fun to do that. They've they've gone a couple of times with uh, their mom this summer and her, some of her family. Um, but I haven't been able to do that. I, I mean, the only other time I've been camping with was with my daughter when she was probably one, 18 months or something like that. So it's been, All right. it's been years, uh, since I've gone camping with the, the kids and, um, and we, uh, talked about going camping with, the with our friend, you know, some of our friends, Joe and Joe and his family, uh, this summer, but scheduling, you know, couldn't make scheduling happen. So I don't know that it's going to, that's going to happen. Uh, but I don't want to wait. So I'm going to find a time to get them out. It's a uh, nice. That's my plan. Um, yeah. Camping's fun. Uh, Camp Richardson. I like that place. Have you guys been there? Uh, no, no. Where is that? Uh, Camp Richardson. It's a, it's in, it's between South Lake Tahoe and, uh, Emerald Bay. 
Okay. Um, so if you think about, you know, sort of the southwestern part of Lake Tahoe, um, it's 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 right there. It's it's private, um, but it's a big area, and there's this really nice beach uh, right next door. So tell, tell me the name of it again. Camp, Camp Richardson. Camp Richardson. Okay. Yeah, it's really close to the water. I don't think the campgrounds go to the water, but it's it just. I mean, it's just a short walk. You can like bring your. You can bring your, uh, you know, floatables and just walk to the water and jump in and, you know, spend all day at the beach. Um, I might be fully wrong about that uh, in terms of, you know, how close the campground is actually to the water. But anyway, it's go there with the intent of, you know, if you want to hang out all day at the beach, you can because it's really not that far away from the tent. You certainly don't need to drive. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Five minute walk, maybe. Yeah, I got to ch- uh, start checking places. Camp Richardson. Okay. Okay. I want to. Want to find a place. And, I, and, you and know, I and I've got to tell you, when I went there, I went there with my brother-in-law. You and did. My brother-in-law. Everybody needs to understand, is is a little nuts when it comes to uh, needing to be prepared for things. So he um, he's a nurse and. Um, and I think because of that, uh, I'm not saying all nurses are like this, but <laughs> I think uh, something happened in his life, <laughs> the, through his job maybe, um, that that makes him OCD. So he's got this like cleanliness thing where he has to have, you know, just huge bottles of sanitizer with him everywhere he goes. Oh yeah, okay. Right? And if he didn't if he didn't bring any, he'll just go and he'll buy some. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Yeah. Or, if the bottles are way too big and there's no way he's going to use them, you know, it doesn't matter as long as he's, as long as he has these things in his, in his space, you know, he's good. So the same thing with like, uh, like bathroom tokens, right? So he spends all this money on fucking tokens. What? Non-refundable. I've got so many like bathroom tokens for the bathroom and the shower and all that stuff. What? And we haven't been back there since just for this place. So, like just for this place, and is, he doesn't even live in California. Is, is it like Bitcoin? He's like <laughs> thinking this is going to be the next big thing or something. Right. Like, <laughs> this guy is so funny, but I tell you, he blows money when it comes to these, you know, little little idiosyncrasies of his. Um, so if you want to go to Camp Richardson, you're probably going to end up going there before I do. You can have these tokens. Oh, okay. Well, we'll stop by for the the forty seven tokens you so, have on on the you know on the way to the one night I'm spending. Yeah, <laughs> there. So I, I keep them in my car because I think you know if we ever do end up going there, I'm probably gonna forget them, and uh-huh. then I'll be so pissed. Wow. Because I've been they've been it's been two years now that they've been driving around in my car with me just in the event that we might go you know back to this place just like spontaneously um, you'll just show up there or something and you just you won't have, yeah you know, like yeah let's go to camp richardson okay you know and then i don't want to be like oh shit i forgot the tokens damn it it's gonna happen i gotta wait another x number of years oh my gosh yeah no but i, t- I tell you anyway so yeah, yeah two okay. nights is two nights is all i can take sleeping on the ground uh yeah, it's just uncomfortable and not get don't get it. Oh, dude, you got to bring an air mattress. I, I know. I didn't. I don't have one. Uh, I got a pad, uh, a sleeping pad, you know, to go under the sleeping bag, and it was all right. It wasn't right. great, but yeah, an air mattress would have been much better. Uh, and wait, when are you guys going camping next? It might be this weekend. Uh, 
Might be this weekend. We'll see. Um, oh, I should get you the. I should. I should let you borrow my air mattress. You'll, you'd be so kind as to lend me your air mattress and the to- give me the tokens. Yeah. You spoil me, rot. You, you, you need to have. You need to have a good camping experience when it comes to sleeping and then using tokens. You know, I feel like the 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 that'll sell you on the whole camping thing, and you'll want to go camping every single weekend. This is uh this is going to be open my world up so much i can't believe it so oh it's going to be epic dude yeah uh let's see maybe i'll take you up on that so um yeah all right uh jens it's time for our last segment here on the podcast what is it Ooh, yeah oh my gosh you're right okay we've got uh, we've got to do our music news That's right. Uh, all right. We have a couple of stories for you um, here before we wind out the, the show. So I will uh, take the first one, and, uh, and then you can come, uh, come in from there. All right. Yes, my first story is um, about a, a music festival in Chicago, actually. Uh, and it's an interesting story because um, I, I heard about this, this this past week, actually, um, as my girlfriend Tracy is going to be going to to the festival, she had already bought her tickets. She's going with a friend. We had talked about going, but uh, I don't go anywhere, and uh, and it just seemed like exhaust. I don't know. Traveling's exhausting for me, and going to a festival is is too much. Like I can't do. Well, so you guys were just sort of at one. Yeah. Well, so we <laughs> so this was the compromise, right? Uh, Guitarfish was the compromise. Hey, we'll get to spend a couple of uh, days together and um, and get out in the woods and everything, and it's not far. And then get back home and sleep in my own freaking bed. Uh, and right. Uh, and so this festival, this uh, riot fest, has been going on for uh, for a little while now, and um, I, I don't know how many years. I you know I don't come prepared with that information, but um, but there's I guess was a an issue with the tickets uh, site if, uh, being hacked. Um, and so the founder of Riot Fest, um, uh, Michael uh, Petration, or, or Riot Mike as he's known, uh, he's issued a statement addressing fans' concerns over recent hacking of uh, the festival ticket company, Ticketfly. Uh, and uh, he said the following, uh, to a Riot fam, Ticketfly, uh, our ticketing partner for the last eight years, was compromised. Um, and their server was attacked by a hacker, causing its website to go offline for an extended period of time. Uh, that ter- occurred during the festival's lineup announcement and on-sale ticket time. Uh, ticket time, um, and so they they switched over to Eventbrite, um, which is a um, I guess a, a parent company of uh, uh, Ticketfly, and uh, tried to make it as seamless as possible. They reached a settlement with Ticketfly on the hacking, um, and so for him, he says there's only one proper uh, thing to do, and that's find a way to give back to the. Uh, Riot Fest fans, um, and uh, he said people were talking in his ear to just keep the settlement money and kind of go about their business as usual. Um, and but he said that people should know us, know them better by now. Uh, so they're do- they're really giving back to their their fans, and uh, they're uh, they're going to for fans who had purchased Riot Fest 2018 tickets, they're uh, going to release a number of three-day passes at the um, 
or I guess they're, excuse me, for fans that hadn't purchased, they're going to release some three-day passes at the um, $100 rate. Um, which wow. for a three-day festival, Jens, is pretty damn cheap, right? That's that's pretty that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean you you know from your the your price of the price of the ticket for Bottle Rock, right? I mean that's thirty three like thirty three dollars a day for a, a festival show where you get to see a ton of bands and. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great show. You know, the only experience I have with that is how much it sucks to sell those tickets when you can't go. Yes. Because they drop in value like that's like I don't know what. And that's going to happen here, <laughs> of course, right? And so the, for the fans who already purchased tickets to Ride Fest, they're offering an additional single uh, one-day um, general admission pass that they can use to bring a fan, friend or family member or so on um, of your choosing. Um, based on how many tickets you've already purchased. So, um, oh, it says that it's their, uh, 2019 is going to be their 15th anniversary, so this is their 14th Ride Fest. Um, and, it, uh, and it gives them the, also the option to purchase a three-day pass for that one for $100. Um, that's only offered to people, those people who have already purchased the pass and no one else. Uh, so, um, so that's pretty exciting for people who are interested in going to that, that festival. Um, I know a lot of artists are playing, uh, like Blink-182 um, and Beck and a ton of other bands. Um, let me see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's a good, those are good headliners already. Yeah, so let me, let me see here. Here's the, here's the lineup. Um, and there's there's more, there's going to be more bands announced on the the way they haven't even announced uh, all of the the bands yet. But Flogging Molly, Cypress Hill, Bad Religion, Bleachers, Dropkick Murphys, Matt and Kim, Sum Forty One, The Voids. I'm seeing them on Wednesday actually uh, with Tracy, and uh, so that'll be fun. Um, who else? Bun- Liz Fair, Cat Power, Andrew WK, Guar, Acrobats, tons of bands. Uh, as I'm saying this, I'm you know, nice. kind of kicking myself for for not going it's, for not going <laughs> yeah it says yeah you better stop because you're really gonna start kicking yourself harder it's it says the adolescents are, are playing but th- their lead singer just died actually um a couple just pretty recently so i think i think maybe they didn't un- update their uh their lineup um kevin divine oh yeah fun lineup so uh, so if you're interested in going to Riot Fest, um, you can get tickets for pretty damn cheap. Sweet. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing like getting good tickets. I was trying to get some cheap tickets to uh, Imagine Dragons. They were in town last uh, Tuesday, but even a few hours before the show, they were still like crazy expensive. Yeah. So you didn't get those tickets, huh? Nah, I missed out, man. I tried though. I tried. Oh, maybe next time. But maybe next time. Yeah, maybe the venue was just you know too small for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's your story. That's my story. What you got, Jens? Well, I got a story, and uh, I uh, you know on a previous uh, episode of Concert Pipeline, I might have even mentioned this in more than one episode. But there are certain artists I have decided never to speak of again. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but this this uh, this uh, story isn't really about an artist that you I'm don't. never going to speak of again. <laughs> and you're going to mention that it's artist's just, name? 
It's just that her name is in it. Oh, okay. It's we'll, not about her, really. We'll let that pass, I suppose. That, judges, <laughs> judges, judges, you want to weigh in on the judge, Okay, what did the judges say? Yeah, I think I think we can. I think this is an okay article to talk about. It's not, I'm not going to feel, you know, um, violated or something by sharing this. Okay, we don't <laughs> you know? want you to be violated. Okay, so I'm sure everybody wants to know who Taylor Swift's father is not. Oh, yes. I mean, it could be anybody, right? Who's? It's like uh, talking about uh, Hitler and going back and, uh, you know, killing killing him as a baby, right? Could you prevent that? <laughs> okay. Is, right. is her dad Hitler? Right, exactly. Um, so, you know, sometimes I guess one is prompted to write a two-part essay you know, explaining why you're not so and so's father. Happens to me all the time. I mean, yeah, all the kids. Every I, day, every freaking day, somebody's accusing me of being somebody's dad. So I am always writing two part essays about it. You know, it's like, okay, no, and let me talk about this, right? Yeah. Anyway, so Billy Corgan is up, uh, and uh, he is, for those of you that don't know, the Smashing Pumpkins guy. Um, he had some fun with a meme, apparently. I don't know if you're familiar with this meme, Steve. Uh, I am not. I'm not, um, no. But apparently there's a meme out there um, that suggests he's Taylor Swift's dad. Oh, okay. So so because there's a meme, people believe that, that Billy Corgan is Taylor Swift's father. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, either, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, I don't know. There, there's so many people out there that, you know, believe what they read. Uh-huh. Um, you know, probably people in the know either think it's funny or think it's stupid or who knows. But I haven't seen the meme. Maybe the meme's hilarious. Maybe it's lame. But um, I guess the image has been making its rounds and showing side-by-side images of these two. Right? There's Swift on one side, Corgan on the other. And it just highlights facial similarities um, and, uh, Corgan decided to respond by posting an image on Instagram and writing, uh, and writing a drawn out reflection on identity, existentialism, and essentially the character of Billy Corgan. As only he would, right? Like, I mean, as only he would. Yeah. So next time, you know, you're out there and you want to get you want to have something really, you know, good to read when you're stoned, <laughs> go ahead and uh, check out Billy Corgan's existential two-parter. Yeah, we're, we're not going to read that whole thing now, but uh, it's, yeah. it sounds like he is not claiming her as his child, I'm imagining. I guess so. I mean, he's not really being accused here, but, um, but I guess he just uh, needed to say that. Interesting. Okay. So one one down, many to go. Yeah, yeah. So th- I wonder if this is going to start a trend. Like people are going to just come out of the closet, and they're just going to you know have to convey to the world, you know, that they're not one, that they're not um, Taylor Swift's dad uh, or parent of any kind or related of you know at all, and then you know follow that up in some sort of you know amazing piece of existential work yeah all right that's interesting okay 
Moving on. Um, last story here, and uh, unless you got another another one afterwards, I think I think. Just no, I don't. But I did okay. find the picture, and I don't see it. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll assume it's not then. Um, no, I don't think they're related. So we're, we're going from Riot Fest to Pussy Riot here, Jens, okay? Nice so, transition. Yeah, so Pussy Riot members are, were arrested again on the day that they were supposed to leave prison. How about that? Um, so... Say that again. Pussy Riot members uh, are arrested again on the day that they were supposed to leave prison. Nice. I wonder if they had that planned or if it's just kind of a habit, habitual thing. Well, here's the story. So the Pussy Riot members who rushed last month's uh, pitch at the World Cup final have been reportedly charged with the organization and holding of public events without prior written notice. The four Pussy Riot members who were imprisoned earlier this month uh, have been arrested again on the same day they were due to be released. Um, earlier this month, I'm not going to try and uh, pronounce their names. They're all big Russian names. Um, uh, they ran under the pitch in the, the World Cup final. Um, and uh, they were dressed in police uniforms in what was thought to be a statement against Russia's uh, political and prison systems. Um, and they were sen sentenced to 15 days of administrative arrest um, and the, according, according to Pitchfork, they were reportedly banned from attending any sports events for three years. Whoa, three years? Right. Uh, Damn, that's got to be that's that's tough, especially if you're into uh, you know soccer. The they're fanatics. Right. And so Pitchfork have also reported that the members uh, were today charged with the organization and holding of public events without prior written notice, um, and. Um, on the group's Twitter feed, it said that after 50, 15 days of arrest, our girls ended up in the police station uh, uh, till the morning. The tweet also added, they're laughing and singing songs about freedom, though. They could face another 10 days behind bars, Jens. Oh, my God. How old are these girls? They seem pretty young from what I see in the pictures. Yeah, I would they guess look like they're 15 or something. You, you see the pictures? Yeah, they, yeah they're pretty, yeah. pretty young. I mean, if you go to prison, you're probably, you know, an got, adult. I'd although things like are different guess. in Russia, I don't know. Yeah. But I can, I can, I can do. I can uh, let me try out their names here. I'm going to massacre them because I have a history of massacring names anyway. Um, so I don't think anybody could do worse than than I can here. So first we have Nika. Um, but she has a last name too, which is much more challenging. It's those Nika. last names, yeah. It's the last names that I'm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. So there, um, there's two right, Olgas yeah. though, which is awesome, right? There, there are two Olgas, so it's like N O O. No. And, and both of their last names end in V A. Uh, and yeah. See, that makes it easier. There's some similarities. Yeah. yeah. So we've got Nika Nikushina, Nika Nikushnia, and then we have. The first Olga, Olga Kurachyova. There's no O. Kurach, Kurcheva, Kurcheva, there you go. Kurchyova, yeah, whatever. Oh my gosh. And then, sorry, Olga. Olga number two, who's Pakutsova. Okay. Olga. Roll with it. On to the last one. Pakutsova. Uh huh. Yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sure I totally massacred your names. 
And, um, and Petya... But hey, way to make the news. Yeah, Petya Verzlov. Yeah, okay. That's a crazy. Yeah, anyway, interesting time. I think you did a better job. I think you did a better job. Of well, that typically with name pronunciation. I, I do give you some credit for trying after how bad you usually butcher like four or five letter names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. If your name isn't Bill or Bob or something, you're, I'm not going to have a good time. You're going to have some trouble, yeah. All right. Well, that's a fun way to wind out this episode of Concert Pipeline. Uh, so thank you for everybody for tuning in. Um, and uh, remember, next week we're going to have Conbrio on the podcast. Uh, and that's sure to be a fun episode. So um, we're going to play out with one more song from Midtown Social. Uh, for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, that's Jen Schiphol. And Madison Jones. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>